Hi there, everyone. My name is Dustin Pym, and welcome to the first ever S&T show. I'm sitting here with my co-host and co-creator, Julian Ho. Hello and welcome, all you sweaters and tonickers. Tonickers. That's that's what we should start calling the people here. That's a pretty cool name. It is. Tonickers. We're actually coming here live from the Sweat and Tonic location here at Young and Shooter in downtown Toronto. And it's pretty exciting because we're opening and Woo! there's a lot of stuff going oh, on. Yeah. It's going to be crazy. Um, this is going to be an interview style show. So usually we're going to have guests and we're going to talk to them about things like innovation, uh, what gets them inspired and leave you with some uh, tips to integrate it in your own life. So today, uh, I'm going to interview you. Yay! Julian. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be awesome. It's kind of like a mishmash between Jerry Seinfeld's comedians in cars getting coffee, but instead of getting coffee, you're getting your smoothies at Nut Bar. You're getting your sweat on in our three different studios, Yoga, Chi Junkie, Hit, and Ride. But then it's also a mix between that and inside the actor's studio. Whoa, we're in the actor's studio now. We're actually, Julie and I are actually recording this right now upstairs in Sweat and Tonic in in literally a tiny little telephone booth. We're literally sitting on each other's laps right now. It's pretty ridiculous. <laughs> but it feels like a car. It's feels it's like, like, it, that's what I'm saying. It's, it does feel like a car. The booth is by Framery, which is unbelievable because it's been everyone's office, so to speak. So I, this is probably the second time I've been in here. Second time? The second time I've been this in here. This is my home away from home. I know. I, home. I see you hiding in here all the time. I don't know what you're doing. And you're always stuck in, with your face in the corner. So I'm a little <laughs> nervous about what you're doing. So, Close encounters with another kind of yeah. Julian Ho. So Julian, maybe maybe we can start with Sweat and Tonic. What is Sweat and Tonic like to you? Like, what does it mean to you to be a part of this team? Um, yeah. Well, Sweat and Tonic is the best of boutique fitness and wellness under one roof. Period. Sweat and Tonic S&T creates a local curated fitness experience for sweat addicts. We want to challenge people's bodies, of course, but also their minds within a community that grows and succeeds and celebrates together. So our main pillars are collaborate, elevate and belong. I like it. I like it. I think one of the things that I really like about here is um, we use this moniker often, which is being stronger together. You know, we get to work as a team to not only build great programming for fitness classes and wellness things, but it's also sharing ideas and concepts around here. So it's 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 pretty cool to be a part of something where you feel like you're like Voltron and forming <laughs> like this like awesome mega robot of power. That's so true. Power Rangers, all the crews that come together and assemble to create something bigger than themselves as individuals. That's a really interesting and very relevant action or principle philosophy that we've known for a long time, but how do we put it into action? There aren't many spaces and places that enable, but also nurture that. And I think Sweat and Tonic is definitely that. One of the things I want to ask people every time they come on the show is I want to know how you ended up here in this tiny little phone booth with, well, right now me, but in the future, it'll be both of us talking to somebody. So how did you end up right here? How did Julian Ho end up at this point in his life? The amount of experience that I've had in the world of fitness and wellness has gotten me to a place where I've been able to connect with other like minds that are all about growing better together. And so I've met people like George, 
um, and Rochelle. Sorry, George is the director of the hit studio here. Yes. Uh, Rochelle is the director of Chi Junkie, which is the studio that provides all the yoga offerings here at Sweat and Tonic. Yeah, so being friends with them beyond just being professional peers has been the step into a world of something brighter and more collaborative. And so creating an organization called 2.0 Toronto that has worked its butt off to create more of a community out of an industry has been the founding factor of getting this type of approach uh, to innovation mm -hmm. um, out into the world. And so with that, I've been able to meet our CEO and founder and owner, David Ingram, and been able to connect with other like minds on that level. And that's been what's carried over here into the Tonic House, the actual space, is how can we create that same kind of vibe that 2.0 has created for the community that's developing in Sweat and Tonic. And um, here's the perfect place for that. Cool. I think one of the things that uh, I like doing with uh, interviewing people is go from like serious question, like, hey, how did you get here? To something a little bit more silly just to give us a little insight on uh, who you are. So. If I could ask you, I know this is a weird question, but if you were a you know. food, if you were like were a were like a food, what kind of food would you be? Not like would you be Italian food or would you be like like not a genre? Yeah, yeah, you're like like an actual, like an actual dish. Like if, like if you were a dish of food, would you be oh, like oh a dish? I was thinking about an ingredient. Oh, I mean, you could be that detailed as well. But I was thinking like, you know, are you a wonton or are you like a, like a bowl of spaghetti with meatballs? Do you know what I mean? Or are you? I mean, if you want to go ingredient, you could do that as well. I have the best answer. Give it to me, man. I want to hear it. An onion. You're an onion? Yeah. Because <laughs> so you're good at making people cry. That's really good. So you make us cry. You have multiple layers. Yes. Okay. Keep it going. And you're one of those things that is a key ingredient for all delicious things. Oh, you got it. Right? Like, like I make my pasta sauce. I chop up that onion. I throw it in there. If I make, you know, if I'm making a taco, you got to have some onion in there. Yeah. You know, if I'm, if I'm making a lasagna, there's going to be some onion somewhere in there, right? It's a spectrum food. It's, it is. It goes from bitter to the point where, like... You're making people cry to the point where when you cook it, when you finesse it, when you really yeah. understand it, then you can like saute it Ooh. and then it just gets so, mm, je ne sais quoi, like everything that pertains to uh, joie de vivre and, and... What does joie de vivre mean? Like I don't even know what that the means. The joy of life. <laughs> okay. The sweetness, the, the, the energy that was put towards getting it to that point where it's released its sugars so that it could complement other dishes. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that's the other thing too about an onion. Like you work with it long enough. Like if you were gonna like, uh, you know, really caramelize it, it becomes like a sweet, like flavor, like bomb. Yeah. You're a flavor bomb. I'm a flavor bomb. Oh, Julian the flavor. You know what? This makes me rethink how I would answer this question some other time. You want to be not, an onion. I know you do. I don't, I I don't, I don't want to be an onion. I'm not, you I, are an onion I mean, too. I, I, would, I would consider myself more I'm of a complex, dish for like sure. I have many layers too. I like it. You know? I like it. I, I think that's an interesting way to frame it. That's cool. I wow. thought about that question. Oh man, you definitely put some time into that. Like, I don't think most of our guests will put as much time into that as as you did. Well, they don't have to because now they know that onion's a great answer. Well, so that's the problem. If they guys, listen to this, then they're going to be like, you know what? I'm an onion, onion too. I want to be like Julian Hall. No. They, they will, but like, maybe we should put a restriction. <laughs> like, you can't copy any other person's food, right? What? 
Yeah, maybe we should do that. Cause, okay. Because well. like when you ask me next week when we do our next What's one. What's your food? Yeah, like I like I can't I can't use onion. I gotta go something else. <laughs> I gotta go something else. Maybe you could be like you're this kind of onion, and then you're oh. I'm that kind of. Onion. Yeah. Okay. We so can like, talk genres. Like, and, yeah, I'm a Vidalia onion, and, oh. and you're like a like a pearl onion or a oh, yeah. a, sh- a shallot. Ah. Oh, I like shallot. Yeah, you might be a shallot. That's awesome. Yeah, That's yeah. a good one. It's a little a little 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 more robust flavor. I like that. Shallot. Shallot. Julian Ho Shallot. <laughs> Sholot? I don't know. Sholot Holmes? Anyway. Um, serious question. So you're a big fan of this next idea. And uh, and I'm a big fan of this idea too. And I just want to get your kind of definition of this word. I know it's a very big term. But innovation. It's something you did with your 2.0 stuff. It's something you're doing now here at Swent Tonic, you know, just with this podcast, but also with Tonic House. Um, and just kind of in general, like with your thinking. So if you could define innovation for us first, maybe maybe what do you think innovation is and what does it mean to you? Innovation is a team sport. Inno- See, that's a very onion statement. <laughs> that was an onion statement because it's like, okay, you give me something, but I need the layers behind it. Like, what is the flavor okay, behind okay, it? Okay, I got it. Okay. So when I say team sport, and I love alliteration, I know you know that I like doing that. Dude, I love alliteration. It's Innovation, amazing. integration, intention, identity, all these I words. And so when I think about innovation, I think... But there's no I in team. Oh, snap! <laughs> Dustin... You had me at hello. Okay. Okay. I mean, that's really nice. That's really nice. <laughs> Who's coming with me? <laughs> Who's coming with me? Anyway, so innovation, what does it mean to you? Is it a team sport? Yeah, team sport. I think right now it's always become a team approach. So how do you integrate multiple minds who have different agendas, who come from different backgrounds, who are facing different circumstances and all get them on the same page? That's, that's incredibly difficult. But to innovate to a place where you can bring minds of such diverse backgrounds together so that they can all see the destination in the same way or in similar approaches and bring what they have to the table to get to that destination together. I think that's truly innovating. Hmm. Do you, what are you doing right now that you would say is innovative or that, that is kind of embodying that, that idea of innovation? Being here at Swantonic, coming together with people who want the same thing, who see a brighter future, who see the opportunities from the past, and know that in real time they can truly make a difference into achieving those things together. But innovation is as simple as creating new ideas and implementing them that help either solve problems, change the way we perceive something that what once was it doesn't have to be super lofty like that it could be again as simple as like uh, i'm brushing my teeth with a manual toothbrush and using technology instead of doing manual you can get an automatic toothbrush that changes the game and how you brush your teeth 
That's a really interesting thought, actually. What do you use? Do you use a manual? Or are you are you are you like the the, the robot toothbrush? I use robot toothbrush. You are I an onion wood brushes teeth with a yeah. robot. See, I'm the manual. I much oh. prefer I prefer that like that handheld control. I prefer that. I don't like that vibration on my teeth in there. I don't I don't I don't dig that. But sometimes what I do is on a an onion meta level, I'll switch hands oh. and I'll go to my left hand and then I'll go manual analog and I'll start actually brushing my teeth. Whoa. And then it's uh, like a stranger brushing your teeth. Yeah. It's I so mean, weird. I think there's like an, a really inappropriate joke tied in there with something <laughs> about like using your other hand, but I'm going to leave that there. We're Ambi. <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah. Actually, I do that too. I do the, the other hand once in a while just because I know that my right hand's not getting every crevice. Yes. I know it's not getting every nook and cranny. So the left hand, because it has less familiarity, it's going to get those extra spots in there. Look at that. We just built in a silly question right into your innovation. Talk. <laughs> that, was, that was really cool. So then um, maybe maybe another serious question. Or I, don't, I mean, it doesn't have to be serious because I know what the answer is going to be. It's going to be me. But what inspires you? Like what, get, what, what gets you up and goes, man, this makes me want to do something different. This makes me want to go and, and kick ass. Like, what is something that inspires Julian? Uh, I sometimes ask myself that every day. Um, on a really deep level, we can kick it off with that. I don't know. I don't know what allows me to wake up and think about marathon running and going the distance to do 120 miles like I did this summer. I don't know what encourages me to take on multiple projects all at once when I can just focus on one thing. I don't know, it's in my blood, it's my my parents, my family, my lineage. There's something about us that wants to do things above and beyond perhaps. How much of that is like avoiding boredom? And you're just like, I don't want to be bored, mm -hmm. right? Because maybe one project you like, ah, oh, I'm, I'm not utilizing my full potential so you're bored. Is there any of that, do you think? Um, or is it more, you know what, I just want to keep doing great things. I just can't sit on my laurels. I just don't have that ability to sit back and, and, and just hang out. We're like psychology here right now. We're analyzing what, what do you the think depths is, of my mind, the corners the, of my it's mind. It's the S&T podcast. It's the, well, there's, I guess... I was gonna come up with an acronym, but I can't. I can't find one for S and T other than sweat and time. <laughs> we'll come up with one later. Psychology and thoughts, but psychology is a p word. So. Yeah. Boredom is not necessarily. I actually value boredom. I feel like we don't have boredom anymore. We are so attention driven, and time is so sensitive. We want to maximize and optimize how we use time and energy. So boredom sometimes becomes a lost opportunity and a virtue, which I think is really interesting now that I think back on mm -hmm. how many times I've been bored in my yeah. life mm -hmm. in the past compared to now. But it's definitely an itch that has its own scratch and it continues to cycle. There's productivity, there's relevance, there's legacy, there's things that want me to, uh, I want to be validated, I want to be of value, of service. There's so many reasons to why I wake up in the morning and do what I do. I can't really pinpoint it down, but again, not knowing exactly where it stems from could be a coping answer to not trying to say, here's the answer to life. Yeah. Why are we alive? Why are we privileged to being alive? How can we show gratitude? Well, one way is to do 
great, good things. It's, that's just me. It's doing. It's action. Putting myself out there to contribute to the world. That's in itself is me showing appreciation and gratitude for being alive. Yeah, yeah. And this is how I know how to do it. Sweat and Tonic listeners, that is a prime example of the onion in action. Mm. It started one place, and Julian goes. It's amazing. I, I as somebody who's only known you for like a month really at this point. I think it's amazing that you can go from like, you know, we could start up here. I got my hand above my head, guys. And then we can go so like multi-layered deep and get into something so almost esoteric. It's really, it's really a skill that you have that you can do that. I think, it, I think it's great. And I think you also make it accessible. I don't think it, you know, some people can really lose people, mm. but I think you like keep it like pretty normal, which is, which is cool. You're, I know pretty, you're pretty esoteric out there and deep as well. So I think we speak the same language. We definitely speak the same language, but like, I'm not an onion. I think there's parts of you that are. Okay, well, you could say anybody's an onion then. Yeah, that's right? what I'm saying. In it's the salad of life, thing. everybody's got a bit of onion in them. I think so too. Yeah. There's a quote for it. In the salad, salad of, of life, life, everybody's got a bit of, bit of onion. Uh, I am gonna I'm going to make a t-shirt that says that. Mm. You said a word that I, I wanted to tackle a little bit deeper, and that word was legacy. Legacy. Yeah. I do it. No, I no. It. Jinx. It, yeah, exactly. But it's, <laughs> it's an interesting word because I have two kids, like, and I, my, my son is two and my, my daughter's four. And I, I, I think about that word legacy more now than I ever did before. And I think about like, what am I leaving behind? And, you know, I, I've also lost both my parents. So it's like, I think about what their legacy was. And I'm like, I don't know if they did anything. Like, did they do anything that left an imprint like greater than just me? Mm. You know what I mean? Like, and I think you're somebody who thinks about that imprint being something bigger than you and mm -hmm. bigger than just your family. Am, am I right by going there and saying that? You are correct. The legacy factor is something that crosses generations. And for me, in order to do honor and justice to what my parents and my grandparents have done is not just make more money and own more things and be more out there publicly um, with fame and fortune and all those things. It's more, how can I better contribute but how can I continue to pass it on to people beyond my blood? I think we have a responsibility uh, to share these things. I know who I am as an idealist mm -hmm. and someone <laughs> who wants to give, give, give. And that's my role and I've understood that for a long time. I'm here to connect with people first. And so how legacy transpires into my world in relation to let's say my parents, is being able to honor the fact that they've given me the life that I have now. They've provided me all of these opportunities. And so in order to really maximize on that and really share that opportunity with other people is to do my best yeah. um, every day. So closing the gap between generations is to honor the past and make sure that you stay connected to them to this to a certain extent yeah and maybe your legacy is their your parents legacy is you but that's what i mean and, and what i'm trying to say is that like that's a very um i don't want to say it's a simple legacy you know like you have kids now your your legacy lives on mm. but i know for me when i think of that word legacy you know i want to be more than just my kids behind mm -hmm. you know like you'd be like Dustin was this, mm -hmm. Dustin was that. Mm -hmm. And here's his kids to show for it. 
I want my kids to be like, oh, I was really proud of my dad and like what he did and some of his values and philosophies in life are things that I carry and now I share those things in the same passion that maybe I do now. Because I know like my parents, like yeah, their legacy lives with me, but but I don't think their legacy, like there's not much to share. It's like, oh, my mom did this, you know, my mm -hmm. dad did that. But they didn't try to leave a footprint on a culture, an industry, on, you know what I mean? Well, I think you, like you're trying to leave a footprint on the ground, like you're trying to, you're trying to put something there that is, you know, bigger than you. Mm -hmm. And it's bigger than your family. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and and maybe Sweat and Tonic is that opportunity to like start blowing that out a bit more, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe this is the It's another channel. Like this is this is the barrel of the gun and you're you can come out of there and you can leave an impact, mm -hmm. right? Chop chop impact. Chop chop impact. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like I agree. I think there's the the context of one generation to the other has set us up to be able to do something like that. And it goes from maybe our parents having to not be so out there and whatnot, and for us to realize that that's the impact that we want to create, that mm -hmm. they weren't either able to or weren't focused on. Yeah. So that changes definitely how I foresee the uh, legacy I want to leave in thinking about my kids right. and how they want to perceive either myself, my family, and so on and so forth. Because you see it a lot, a lot of people who have provided so much impact and their legacy is so um, viral but to a point so influential that it sends a cast of shadows to the next generation. Yeah. You see a lot of kids, of very, very successful people, It's it puts them in a really interesting place yeah. and depending on what they do with that legacy do they carry on what their parents have provided them or do they create their own light are they always gonna feel in the shadows of that those are I guess responsibility questions that one has to ask when you think about the word legacy too yeah I mean you said something interesting like about our parents like Maybe they didn't have the choice to even think about legacy because maybe they're just thinking about get out of the Great Depression. Maybe mm -hmm. like, um, you know, like I'm super Canadian. Where, where are your parents from? Hong Kong. Right. So maybe they're just thinking about let's survive. Let's 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 get a foundation, right? Which might have been a little bit different than my parents who were like, hey, we've been Canadians for eternity. Mm -hmm. You know, you cut me and I don't have blood. I have maple syrup in my body. It's mm -hmm. actually pretty ridiculous. Like, can I have soy sauce? <laughs> soy sauce, onion and soy sauce. That's interesting. Good combo. I mean, it's it's a it's a flavor bomb. You got to season the onions. Yeah, I mean, salt and pepper. I'm sure do fine. That's both. Yeah, they were. Yeah, fine. maybe that's what I am. Maybe I'm salt. Maybe I season. Am I a seasoner? I don't know. I'll have to you figure it out. You bring out the flavor in other ingredients. Oh, see, look at that. Yeah. Wow. Salt is a pretty good ingredient. Look at this show, guys. We get we can go so deep. And then we can come right back out and say ridiculous stuff like you season. Maybe we're both hungry. Maybe, I mean, it's close to lunch. It is close to lunch. And I mean, actually that, that ties into something else. One of the things that you're planning to do here at Sweat and Tonic is you're doing these, um, these breakfast talks, these mind share. Uh, welcome back listeners. We just had lunch. Julian, what did you eat just now? Listeners, what do you think? 
Listen. An onion. <laughs> he ate an onion. He ate an onion. Just raw, like an <laughs> apple. I had a guy in high school. There was a guy in high school that used to eat onions like that, that I knew. He just he would eat, like, I played basketball with him, he'd just eat onions like an apple. <laughs> Pretty gross. He had impeccably nasty breath, but um, <laughs> you don't smell so bad right now. I had a plant-based poke bowl. Nice. Lots of... Edamame? Sautéed onions. Oh, there. yeah. So, moment, yes. so let's get back into it really quick. One of the things that we were starting to get into is um, the innovation space here or the tonic house space here at Sweat and Tonic, which is really all about, um, well, I mean, let, let's be honest, you're the director of that space. You're the curator of that space. So why don't you tell me a little bit about what that is? Well, it be my pleasure. So the innovation program that's going to kick off the tonic house space is broken down into three categories. Envision it as, um, I call it a multi-channel curriculum, a community platform, and a consultancy concierge. And they sound all very fancy, but essentially it's a community hub for people to come together, um, incubate ideas, lounge and network, but also socialize because some of the best conversations come from just being in a space together. And so how you curate that is first of all, offering the space and then lightly salt and peppering in the opportunities for people to chit chat and open up. But that comes with an understanding of what people want, what they desire, um, their states in terms of how they feel pre-workout, post-workout, um, maybe just their days. So a key factor in, to understanding the innovation program is really being a facilitator and facilitating these opportunities to connect on a deeper level. So when I call it the innovation program, it's our mission to connect innovators across multiple fields of fitness and wellness as a means to establish a unique sense of community I'll give it a big word, vitality. Ooh. Vitality. Yeah, so we're planning on offering um, a curriculum of signature workshops. So you can think of it as like the Netflix of, of workshops. We want to be able to feature other community f affiliates, um, people who are doing really cool things across the city, but also offer our own signature workshops. One coming up at the end of the month is a breakfast club and that is going to host a panelist of speakers, uh, which will become sort of a morning routine for most people. We're hoping to have this uh, at the end of every month on the Friday morning. So people can again, learn, have their breakfast, connect, connect network, and then continue on with their day. Um, we also hope to share the associates that have helped us create this beautiful space and share what they are currently doing because they are on the cusp of innovation in their field. So for example, Nut Bar, for example, Chi Junkie, Consonant, Consonant, Lawn. These are all amazing companies, Techno Gym, that have so much to share. So we'd like to be that platform for them. And then lastly, create a channel for corporate clientele, um, people who want to host meetings and conferences in this space so they can have very productive uh, meetings but also have access to our facilities like yoga, 
um, meditation, um, hit studios. It's a different way of looking at how companies interact with each other, how they build teamwork, how they more deeply engage with each other, but maybe also with other companies. Mm -hmm. So this, there's many opportunities to uh, bring to the forefront, but it does come down to having a space in place to connect. I mean, it sounds super awesome. What it sounds like to me is it just sounds like people need to come down here and experience the place. Yes. You know, whether it's corporate or you're an idea person or you're just somebody that wants to like come hang out, you just gotta get your butt down here and just hang out in the space. Mm -hmm. Cause it's awesome. Cause then you might meet people like Julian or- Dustin. Yeah, or maybe me, maybe me. I might be napping in the corner, but, um, but yeah, like, I mean, it is a beautiful space and I think that there's a lot of opportunity here. So it's, it's good, it's gonna be cool. Julian, I, have, I really have one more question that I'd like to ask you today. And, uh, and that question would be, you know, for the listeners, for the people that uh, are going to listen to a podcast like ours, if there's something that you could like give them as like a takeaway, like, hey, this is like something that you should do to maybe um, challenge your life or uh, create more innovation in your life or make a push to do something more exciting. What, what, what's some advice you would give for somebody that's like looking to to level up? Maybe that's how it should be asked. Like, what, what would you tell somebody to do to go, hey, here's how you could level up right now? Oh, that's a beautiful question. And my mind wants to, as an onion, wants to go super deep. And it wants to say something extremely conceptual and visionary. But what I've been focusing on right now is don't sweat the small stuff. Because at the end of the day, it's all small stuff. You don't get caught up in the minutia. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think what I have really been stuck on is making things so complex and so out there so grandiose that it prevents me from understanding and realizing that just being just being with you here in this phone booth and doing something fun connecting with you and all these new people at Swentonic that's a beautiful opportunity just to learn more about life through engaging with other people and so taking it step by step, not going for that home run, just just get on base, meet people where they are. Yeah, one of the things that you say to me all the time or you, you were saying to me was minimal viable product. Mm -hmm. And to me that's like, don't get all caught up in those tiny little things and it's gotta be this and this and this. Put something out there, put yourself out there, right? Let, not even necessarily like a product, mm -hmm. put you out there. Yeah. And what is the universe gonna give back to you? Right? Is it going to throw you an onion? Is it going to throw you some salt? Is it going to bring you to an amazing space like Sweat and Tonic? Is it going to be, you know, just chilling in front of the TV and, and being bored? Because maybe that's something we should do a little bit more of as well, right? So, mm -hmm. yeah. wow, that's crazy. That's crazy, man. I mean, that, we could go mad deep with that. We could barrel to the center of the earth on a question like that. But maybe we'll just keep it right there. This is just episode one. It's episode one, ladies and gentlemen. So if you are listening... Huge thank you for anybody that's listening out there. Um, we appreciate your feedback. So if you could, you know, reach out to us in the varying channels. So uh, Julian's Instagram is? JulianHo.ca. And my Instagram is at Dustin Pym. That's Dustin like Hoffman and then P-Y-M, like Ant-Man's last name. Um, so you can reach out to us on our Instagram. Uh, you can always come down to Sweat and Tonic and take our classes. Um, also the Sweat and Tonic 
Instagram channel as well. Yeah, this you can easily find us on Sweat and Tonic's Instagram as well. Um, and then down the road, we're probably going to have our own in, own Instagram for the podcast, I would think. Yes. Right, the S&T show. Yeah. And, uh, Next yeah. guest? Do we have a next guest? I think I'm the next guest. I think you're interviewing me on the next show. Ooh, I mean, let's, let's be honest. It's going to be way more interesting than this episode was. <laughs> Onion, get out of here. You're an onion. Oh. Well, I'm going to be something super cool, like a salt granule. Yeah, I don't know. I think you've already picked your ingredient, salt. I, don't, I, I, I think you that's... Settled it on that. I, I don't even know you're going to ask me that question. Right? I don't even know what you're going to ask me. But anyway, thanks a lot for listening. Um, and we look forward to talking to you guys next week. May the force be with you. Nice. Bye-bye.